Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the Message Trust. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing, check out our website, message.org.uk. Morning, everyone. Morning, morning. So, I, just as Chipper came up, I was just about to come to the stand myself, actually, because I, I just felt the Lord um, sort of gave me the word peace. You know, um, as you get to know me more, I mean, I've only been here four months, it feels like 40 years, but as you get, as you get to know me more, you'll find out I'm, I don't like panic and flap. You know, I like, I'm quite, a, I actually, despite appearances, I, I like to keep things level and calm in my own life as well. I mean, I have me moments, we all do, but I, by and large, I, I, like, I like calm and peace. So I do peaceful things, like I walk my dog in the woods, like that, I dabble in a little bit of watercolour painting. <laughs> you don't believe me, do you? I can do realism, but I prefer a bit of impressionism, if I'm honest. <laughs> I do. And uh, I play classical piano. But I like, I do like to keep my life, I like an element of peace in my life. Like I'm, as an evangelist, I can be a little bit aggressive. And I'm very focused on the mission that God's given me. But I like that, you know, it doesn't mean to say you, you, have, you, know, you have to be tearing your life apart. I like calm and peace. And I, I felt the Lord just speaking that to me, whispering that to me as we were worshipping. He's the God of peace. And as I was standing there, you might have thought I was doing my emails, but I was looking at my Bible on the phone, honest. And I looked up the word peace, an amazing amount of references to peace. The God of peace, the gospel of peace. And the amount of times Paul greets people in the letters with peace to you. You know, and, and, and some very tender words in scripture. I'm just looking at Ephesians 4. Um, it means a lot to me, these verses about not grieving the Holy Spirit. But let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Uh, verse 29, this is in Ephesians 4. Um, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. So speak in a way that gives grace to people. That's a beautiful way of putting things, isn't it? Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. It's quite tender, isn't it? No, it's a bit, bit hard when you become a Christian and you were born in Romford, where you think everyone's going to stab you if you look at them. But the gospel is very tender and peace-filled. And I, I, you know, I, I, if you say I want to strive for that, it sounds a bit wrong because you don't want to be striving to be peace-filled. But I think, you know, as a movement... Um, we kind of want a hallmark stamped on us. As, as we sort of tear across the country and around the world, and we see God doing amazing things and dynamic things and passionate things, and we see this all aggression in the right way breaking out because we're taking serious ground and it is a battle. We also want to be stamped with this gospel hallmark. You know, if you get a bit of silver, I don't think we've got any in our house, but if you've got a bit of silver, it gets stamped. And it's the, the stamp of the silver maker and the, and the date and the purity gets stamped on it. And you recognize that that's proper silver. Uh, it'd be kind of good if we had like a gospel stamp that people knew us by, wouldn't it? That people look at this movement and think, that's their Jesus people. And, and so I thought we'd do something a little bit different this morning. 
I thought we'd do a little bit of scriptural reflection. So I'm going to read the Bible and let it speak. And I'm going to say a couple of things. I'm going to commentate on it as we go along as I feel the Spirit lead me on it. Because uh, I just think it's great to soak in the Word of God and let it speak to our hearts. You know, if, uh, Hebrews 4, it's sharpening a double-edged sword, divides soul and marrow, etc. So, uh, Spirit and everything like that, whatever it says. Let's, let's look at Romans uh, 12. I had a late night last night. Give me some slack. Be peaceful. Uh, okay. So, Holy Spirit, we pray as we open your word and look at it. Let, we, let it touch our hearts. We pray you, God of peace, would brood over us by the power and presence of your Holy Spirit. Speak to us, Lord. So, these, these verses from Romans 12 are, are like our mandate. They are, this, this, this is our hallmark for kingdom living. Verse 9 Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. So, you know, it doesn't just say resist evil, hate it. You know, stand apart from anything that is wicked. Abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. One spoke to this guy who'd had a, he'd witnessed a revival in the States. And um, it was, uh, you know, like there's a lot of revivals in Florida. And this one wasn't in Florida, it was somewhere else. And it was unheard of. And no one really saw it, but he stumbled in on it. And dozens and dozens of people were getting saved every night. And they said, what's the secret? And he said, well, we pray a lot. And he said, well, this is an Elim leader, national leader. He said, well, speaking to these people. And he said, well, we pray a lot. Because we haven't seen the revival. And he went, oh, there is another thing. He said, what's that? He said, well, everyone in our leadership has got rid of their tellies. And he said, what? He said, that's the secret to revive. And he went, well, I don't know, but we all felt convicted in the prayer meeting to get rid of our TVs. He went, what's that about? He said, well, if you think about it, what's on your TV? It's adultery, witchcraft, murder, gossip, all the kind of things you read about not to do, and it was feeding our heads. So we got rid of our TVs, and then six months later, revival broke out. So this guy went back to England, and he didn't chuck his TV, he put it in a loft. Put it in a loft, and he said within months, he was, just, he was hearing from the Lord in a way he'd never heard before. Realize his mind had been polluted by the you know you, you know what you feed your mind with, it gets into your heart, doesn't it? Anyway, he realised he missed the Formula One, so he got his TV back out of the loft. But it's interesting. Let love be without hypocrisy. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Challenge your heart on that. What are you feeding yourself with? Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honour. Honour one another above yourselves. Never forget seeing Graham Kendrick leading worship at Champion of the World at Wembley Stadium. And, and these new young gun worship leaders were coming through. They're probably old now. But I'll never forget Graham, who was, a, who was like a superstar around the world. 
really, um, he stood on the stage, he said, I honestly pray that my name will one day fade away. I don't want to be known. I want these other guys coming through to do far greater than I have ever done. And he lives like that. That's actually his heart. Wouldn't it amazing, wouldn't it, if, you know, in, in a... In a movement like this where there are a lot of super talented people around, we're all bigging everyone else up and not ourselves. We're honouring other people and preferring other people all the time. So important. I think, I think the Lord likes that. I really do. Give preference to one another in honour, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer. Rejoicing in hope and persevering in tribulation. One of my most devastating pastoral call-outs, when I used to be a pastor years ago, one of the most devastating call-outs I ever had was a young guy who um, had a terrible accident in the snow dome in Birmingham and his brain was expanding through his skull so I had to cut a couple of bits of his skull out and he was dying. And I think I might have mentioned this before, but he, there was this amazing moment where they were going to switch him off, life support. And the dad knelt with me in the side room. And what do you say to someone in that situation? It's not a lot you can say. And um, I just, I was a young guy, I just did not know what to say. This guy's facing losing his son. And he just, uh, he just knelt there and he said, um, "Well, I, I give my, I give my son back to you, Father. He was yours. He's not mine. He was only given to me for time." Anyway, so I am my, the life of my son back into your hands, and I trust you, God. And I, I'm kneeling in front of this guy, kneeling in this, guy in this tiny little room, with his son next door dying, about to be switched off. I thought I've never, I've never witnessed such faith, hope in tribulation and trials. And Joe, you know he did. He opened his eyes, and he looked at me, and he said. I now understand the peace that surpasses all understanding. Spirit of the Lord fell on him. And his son, his son was restored. We watched his vital signs start to improve over the course of the next couple of hours and they didn't turn him off and he, he's now married and got a job. So it's an amazing thing. But, you know, hope in tribulation. We get fed up if we stand in a queue for a Starbucks for too long, don't we? Devoted to prayer contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. It goes without saying that we should be known as the most generous, giving people on the face of the planet, right? Always give a good tip. I mean, that's a basic thing, isn't it? Always give a good tip. You get known for it. I once uh, <laughs> I was exhibiting at a Christian conference. I went for a, a, a denominational conference. I was doing a seminar and we had a stand when I was at CVM. Christian Vision for Men, sorry. And uh, <laughs> we went into Pizza Express at the end of the day, me and my mate that was working with me. And we sat at this little romantic table for two, we put a little flower on it, a little candle. It's lovely. Ordered, ordered me pizza. And this guy came over and he went, he goes like this, this waiter, he went, young guy, he went, it's, it's Christian conference going on over the road. And I went, is there, mate? And he went, yeah. He said, there's loads of them in here tonight, I can tell. He said, they we have about three of them a year. I went, do you, mate? He went, yeah. I said, how can you tell? And he went, he said, it's nuts, mate. I said, what is it? He went, he said, they never tip, and they order tap water, because it's free, and we get more complaints. 
So he went, what are you, what, what are you guys doing? He went, nothing, mate, just stiff. <laughs> Having a laugh. <laughs> Coming out for a pizza. Amazing, isn't it? Practice hospitality. Open your lives, open your homes. Bless those who persecute you. Let's read past this bit quickly. <laughs> Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Not, do not be wise in your own estimation. Spend time with people who are not like you. It's such a beautiful kingdom thing. Open your home to people who are not like you. Have dinner with people who are not like you. Don't be too proud. Don't think you're all that. You know, it's easy to be humble if you don't think you're all that to start with. I once said to, I actually, I did once say to Graham Kendrick, how are you so humble in all these things you do? I think I mentioned this before. How do you, how do you stay so humble when you have millions of people around the world do March with Jesus and everyone sings Jesus shine and like you're this like famous person. He looked at me like I was mad and he just went, mm, do humble things. That's a good start. I went, oh, thoroughly rebuked. <laughs> just do humble things. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you'll heap burning coals on his head. Don't, don't do those things because you'll get a load of burning coals on his head. It's basically saying give it to God. You get the point. Don't go, I'm going to be really nice to him because then his head will burn up. It's not, the, it's not the idea. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Forgive me if you've heard me talk about this before, but it just springs to mind this morning where I, I two years ago, I crashed my car uh, into the back of someone else because I was looking out the window and not at the traffic. So I just literally just drove into the back of someone at five miles an hour. I was in a sports car and the car in front was a 1989 Vauxhall Nova that was built like a tank. And... Um, we got out of the car, it was pouring with rain, it was just before my wife's birthday in December, it's like, Ugh, big bill coming up, but anyway, got out of the car and had a look at it, and my car was quite low slung, and it had gone under the, uh, the bumper of the Vauxhall Nova, their car was like worth 200 quid, max, um, and, and my car was worth a lot more, but it had a very high tech feature on it called a crumple zone, so... Their car was untouched. My car turned into a pterodactyl. So it just like all folded up with bits coming out of it. So and she looked at me. She's only in her 20s. She looked at me and she went, well, your car's not done very well, is it? And I went, no, no, it hasn't, no. I said, but how's your car? She said, well, she said, there's loads of damage on it anyway. You know, it's really old, but, uh, you know, it's fine. I said, well, let's have a good look. We've got the old torches out on the iPhone. And she said, no, there's like your car is just plastic at the front. Your car's just had it but mine's fine. So anyway, we swapped details, cut a long story short, and um, I went home, saw Karen, went, <laughs> crashed the car again. 
Sorry about that. I'll get it all sorted on insurance. Fine. So, um, didn't hear anything from this lady. Contacted my insurance company. It was all going to go through. Get it sorted. Uh, and then about 10 days later, I got this phone call from, her, from, this, from this woman. She said, I've had my car professionally assessed by the garage. And uh, there's £400 worth of damage. I know she says 600. 600 pounds worth of damage on the car. I mean, the car was worth like 20 quid and the Snickers. Do you know what I mean? So it's 600 pounds worth of damage on the car. But if you give me 100 pound cash today, I'll forget all about it. Now, I've been around the block a bit. I've lived a life. I know she's scamming me. I know I'm being ripped off. And everything in me at that point wants to say, I'm going to get you for this. You know, I don't I'm not going to give you any money. So I had to put myself in a corner. This is Romans 12 stuff. Don't repay evil for evil. Bless those who persecute you. Do, do these things. You know, don't be full of hate. So anyway, um, I put myself in a corner metaphorically and I, I contacted her back and said, look, I'll tell you what, give me your address. I'll come around and I'll, I'll write you a check today. So she asked for 100 quid. I wrote a check out for 150 pounds. And I drove round there in the pterodactyl. And a car's outside, knocked on the door. Now, my checkbook actually says Reverend Carl Beach. So um, I thought this is going to be interesting. So I handed a check and I just folded over and I just said, um, I want to apologise again for driving into the back of you. Very careless. And I'm sorry for all the work this is going to cause you. So, and it's near Christmas, and it's very inconvenient for you. So I put a little bit of extra money on it, just to bless you. She went, bless me? And I went, yeah, I want to bless you. Inside, at that moment, I thought, and if you steal from man of God, you could get struck down by lightning. <laughs> so you wanna, do not want to do this. That's <laughs> why so I really want to say that. I've read the Bible. Things happen to people who steal from men of God. But I don't hand it over <laughs> to check. And she opened it up, 150 quid, and she said, bless me. And I went, yeah, I said, I run this charity in, based in Chester, works across the country, a Christian thing, and um, part of a church in town, and just try and live my life a different way. I didn't, I didn't give her the gospel, so to speak. I just said, I'd try and live my life a different way. And um, so there, there you go. I thought as well, I thought, there's no way she's going to cash this because she's going to be so overcome by the love of God. But going by the bank record, she put it in that afternoon. <laughs> so she like, didn't work. But in one sense, it didn't work. But in another sense, I thought this. You see, being an evangelist, I thought, and trying to live in a way that doesn't grieve the spirit, I thought, what if I falter over it? And then she bumps into, like she moves from Ches Vegas to Manchester and she gets a job nearby, and one of you guys, she comes into the mess cafe, and she meets some people, and people start telling her about Jesus, and then someone invites on an alpha course, but at the back of her mind, she says, well, I, I met this Christian minister once, and he, he was horrible. He tried to rip me off. You know, and he, 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 got, he was an angry bloke. He was an angry bloke. Or, alternatively, she could come into the mess cafe, meet some people, and think, Actually, there was that guy, I, I did try to scam him, and he gave me an extra 50 quid. That was a bit weird. To me, it's C.S. Lewis called it, living in such a way that you put a stone in a person's shoe. 
Leave him with a limp. Leave him walking away from you thinking, what is that all about? That is just a bit, that is a bit weird. Leave, give people a scriptural limp. A Holy Spirit limp. They think, what is this? What is this thing that's happening? So let me now, I've said these things. Why don't you close your eyes? I'm going to read the Bible again. And you think about your life and your response. And then we'll pray for the last couple of minutes. And don't forget, we've got prayer this afternoon as well. 12.30 to 2.30. But let me just read this. This is important stuff for us as we progress our mission here. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Give preference to one another in honour. Not lagging behind in diligence. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with everyone. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, his vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. All for Jesus. All of this for Jesus, so that we make him known for our words, our deeds, our actions. Father, we pray that your word would penetrate our hearts and our lives and, and you'd shape our character so that we'd live more like your son, more like you'd want us to, more in a way that pleases your spirit. May this movement be characterized by blazing a trail for your gospel, but a deep inner peace that is well with our souls and we're walking well and healthily with you. Amen. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support or even get involved with one of our teams.